Welcome to the Megan in the Morning podcast. We're glad you're here. Please store your belongings on the seat pocket in front of you. And remember, you can catch Megan live weekdays on 107.7 The Beat. Enjoy the ride. All the hits, 107.7 The Beat. Good morning. Happy Friday. It was a big day yesterday. I got my first box of Stitch Fix. I went for it. I went for the clothing subscription box that I've avoided for all of these years. I This time I decided that, you know what, I deserve to revamp my closet. So I'm wearing one of the sweaters from the Stitch Fix box, and I'm obsessed with it. Um, they send you five different items, and to be honest, I like all of the items, but that wasn't really my goal. My goal was just to find like a few items, maybe get some inspiration to like liven up my closet. I'm a little concerned that this is be- going to become a bigger issue than it really is supposed to be. But you know what? I think so far, this sweater that I'm wearing right now, this is my item. I'm going to keep. I'm going to be good about the rest. Now, come next month, we might have to have this conversation again. I hope you're having a wonderful Friday morning so far. It's cold out there. We're going to talk about your forecast plus your daily news beat with Ellie coming up next. All the hits, 1077 The Beat, and happy Friday. Oh, it's going to be a great weekend. I can already feel it. Let's head over to Allie for your daily news beat. Hey, Allie, how's it going? Good morning, Megan. Good Friday morning, everyone. Here's what's going on. Bend police are investigating a shooting near Drake Park. Police tweeted yesterday afternoon they were working an active crime scene at Northwest Temelo Avenue and Northwest Riverfront Street on Bend's west side near the Galveston Avenue Bridge. Few details have been released, but the department has confirmed to Central Oregon Daily News one person was shot and taken to the hospital. The state has seen its biggest daily jump in COVID cases and deaths since the pandemic began. The Oregon Health Authority reports 47 new virus cases in Central Oregon. St. Charles Health reports 11 patients in the hospital and three in ICU. And the report says there are 20 new COVID-19 deaths in the state for a total of 808. There were 1,225 new confirmed virus cases for a total of 60,873 yesterday. Some interesting technology, a new tool that could alert Oregonians about possible exposure to COVID-19 is getting a test run at Oregon State University. Nearly 5,000 faculty, staff, and students have downloaded Oregon exposure notifications for their smartphone. The app uses Bluetooth technology and anonymously tells other users when someone who was near them tests positive for COVID-19. Supposedly, it does not collect any personal information and does not track a user's location. And Megan, check this out. Okay, just in time for the holidays, Bud Light has developed a video game console that plays six games projects the games onto a wall, and chills beers all at the same time. The 3-in-1 gaming system is called the BL6. It's already tough to get. Supplies are limited. Now online sites are offering the gadget for thousands of bucks. Just like every holiday season, we all want what we can't have. Megan, that's your news. I'm Allie, 107.7 The Beat. Thanks so much, Allie, and happy Friday to you, too. Um, Taking a look at your forecast today. Mid-40s, ton of sunshine. Same thing goes for Saturday, mid-40s. Sunday, it's still going to be nice. It looks like partly cloudy skies with uh, mid to upper 40s as well. Currently in Bend is a nice brisk 24. Coming up next on your late night recap, Jimmy Fallon jokes about an owl being found in the Rockefeller Center Christmas tree. Did that owl come with the tree or what? You're up early. This will get you caught up. It's your late night recap on 1077 The Beat. Here at Rockefeller Center in New York, workers found a saw-wet owl tucked inside the iconic Christmas tree brought down to the city from upstate. The bird is now being cared for at a wildlife center, which decided to name it Rockefeller. 
That poor owl must have woken up like anyone who's passed out in the back of an Uber. <laughs> Where did you take me? I live, I live four blocks from the bar. Yeah, totally. That poor owl. Oh, man. What a way to wake up somewhere new. Uh, Melissa McCarthy was on Ellen yesterday, and she's talking about how her husband has a really big crush on Harry Styles. Uh, he's fallen pretty hard for Harry Styles. Well, like, it's on a loop. Who hasn't? I mean, I, I think everyone is Not in love with choice, Harry Styles. But, but sometimes I'm like, I'm just waiting for him to be like, you could just cut your hair a little shorter. Like, I'm waiting. <laughs> <laughs> Get a few tattoos. <laughs> As if me cutting my hair would be like, I'm a dead ringer for <laughs> That's your late night recap on 1077 The Beat. Coming up next, your Abby's Legendary Pizza Teaching Hero Spotlight. A chance for me to read one of the nominations for the per- for a person who won a free large pepperoni pizza from Abby's because someone in the community thought that they deserved it for being an incredible teacher during this incredibly wild time. So we'll talk more about this coming up next. Whether it's from home, school, or via Zoom, Abby's Legendary Pizza is recognizing teachers. Here's today's teaching hero on 107.7 The Beat. Her name is Sally Nig, and she's a teacher up in Redmond. And Sally was nominated by someone in the community to win a free large pepperoni pizza from Abby's Legendary Pizza. The nomination says, quote, I believe all teachers deserve a free pizza during this time. However, Sally is my son's eighth grade homeroom and science teacher, and she has gone above and beyond and is so very patient with the kids. This being a learning curve for everyone, her patience and having to repeat and answer questions of the unknown and be ready to learn and have a good attitude about it is a reason why she would make an awesome teaching hero. A couple of other teachers that got pizzas this week from Abby's, Vita Andrews, who teaches in Madras, and Heather Fast, who teaches in Bend. Thank you so much to all of those who nominated these teaching heroes and a huge thank you to Abby's Legendary Pizza. It's the least that we could do is give those teachers a break from cooking dinner and get them a free large pepperoni pizza. Teachers, we are so thankful for your patience, your diligence, your passion, and making this very interesting year work. All the hits, 1077 The Beat, and we're so close to the weekend. Let's head over to Allie for your daily news beat. Allie? Good morning, Megan. Good morning, everyone. Here's what's going on. Oregon has set new records for the most COVID-19 cases and deaths in a single day. 20 new deaths were reported along with 1,225 new cases yesterday. That was statewide. 47 new virus cases in Central Oregon. The governor's order to freeze parts of the Oregon economy will last until at least December 2nd. Ben City Manager Eric King says they're hearing that many businesses are already struggling. Plus, this is a slow time of year for them. He says the state has allocated $55 million to the 36 counties to help businesses survive. King says the city council decided this week to enforce mask-wearing requirements with fines. 70,000 unemployed workers in Oregon could face more trouble after Christmas. The Oregon Employment Department says those people will lose jobless benefits should Congress fail to extend pandemic unemployment assistance and funding established through the CARES Act. Money through both programs will expire on December 26th. So no surprise, companies aren't having holiday parties this year. A recent poll of human resources professionals across the country found that only 23% said their company was going to have an office holiday party this year. And of those having a party, 75% said the parties would be virtual. Now, how can you make a fool of yourself online? Oh, wait. 
<laughs> yeah, I can be done. Hey, Megan, that's your news. I'm Allie 1077 The Beat. It totally can. Just like all of those Zoom call fails. Man, oh man, was there a learning curve with that thing? Taking a look at your weather today, looks like highs, mid-40s, clear skies, and sunny. It's going to be a gorgeous Friday. Overnight lows tonight in the low 20s. Tomorrow, very similar to today, maybe even a little bit warmer than today. 48 degrees tomorrow. It's our daytime high with a ton of sunshine. Sunday, some more clouds coming into the area, but overall, same type of temperature idea. Mid-40s, overnight lows in the mid to low 20s. Today's weather is brought to you by... Ben Factory Stores. Get early Black Friday deals at the Ben Factory Stores. Early Black Friday deals are on all month long at some of your favorite stores. Check out Ben Factory Stores' Facebook or sign up for our newsletter to find out the latest. Also brought to you by Pine Tavern. Take a load off and let Pine Tavern do the heavy lifting on Thanksgiving. Head to PineTavern.com for a special takeout-only Thanksgiving menu. The Pine Tavern staff wish you a safe and happy Thanksgiving. PineTavern.com Coming up next, I'm nervous. It's like the moment we've all been waiting for. I've been talking about this for so long now. The Old Mill District has given me thank you gift card of $1,000. $1,000 shopping at the Old Mill District going out the door coming up next. Just a couple of songs. Get your phones ready, but don't dial it yet because it's not time. But it is coming up next. $1,000 to the Old Mill District. Really exciting moment. It's highly anticipated. I'm already exhausted. It's going to be so much fun. Coming up next, all the hits, 107.7 The Beat. It's Megan. And it's the moment you've been waiting for. And I've been waiting for. This has been so exciting talking about this all week. And I want to give a huge thank you to the Old Mill District for making this happen. All week long, I've been able to give away gift certificates to the Old Mill District to kind of jumpstart that holiday shopping. But more, but we really want to just say thank you. Thank you so much for being a listener. Thank you for shopping at the Old Mill District. So we have a $1,000 thank you gift card that's going out the door right now. Oh, it's exciting. I have so, I'm like shaking about it. I'm nervous. Um, but give me a call, 585-1077, 585-1077. And these, this $1,000, you can use anywhere in the old mill. I mean, so cool. 585-1077, be caller number seven, lucky number seven. Dial it right now. All the hits, 1077, the beat, the moment I've been waiting for. A $1,000 thank you gift card from the Old Mill District going out the door right now. 1077, the beat, who's this? Slater. Slater, you are caller number seven. No way. Yeah, way. I'm so excited. Are you excited? Wait. Yes, I am. Yeah. Slater, how are you going to spend this 1000 bucks at the Old Mill? Down till I drop. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Happy Thanksgiving. Yes, thank you. You're welcome, Slater. Thank you very much. I appreciate it. And happy Thanksgiving to you, too. A huge thank you to all of you who called in. I'm sorry I could only pick caller number seven. I wish that I could give $1,000 away to everybody. I wish I could be Oprah and be like, you get a car, you get a car. Maybe one day. Thanks so much to the old mill district uh, giving me gift cards to make me feel like I'm Santa Claus and making a difference, which I'm not doing anything. I'm just wanting to say thank you, listeners. We're so thankful for you during this Thanksgiving season and what a crazy wild year we're living in and we're all in this together. 
Thank you for shopping at the Old Mill District. Thank you, Old Mill District, for giving me those gift cards. A huge congratulations to Slater. He was caller number seven and got $1,000 to spend at the Old Mill. Man, Central Oregon, you guys rock. Few minutes after eight, all the hits, 107.7 The Beat. Oh, I just love giving things away. It's so much fun to pretend like you're Santa. Oh, this is going to be a great rest of the show if it hasn't been great already. Coming up this hour, uh, my friend Ryan's coming in to hang out with me. Um, he is such a wonderful human. Um, I work with his wife. His daughters are so cute and they're so sweet. And uh, I, I can't wait to talk to Ryan about how to become a smoke jumper because I've got some inquiries I'm not interested. There's no way. But I have some friends that are curious about how to become a smoke jumper and Ryan's one. So we're going to hear from him. He's joining me right around 820. And uh, also coming up next is your daily news beat with Allie, plus a check your forecast. All the hits, 107.7 The Beat. Good morning. Happy Friday. It's Megan. I hope you're having a great start to your morning. Let's head over to Allie for your daily news beat. Good morning, Megan. Good Friday morning, everyone. Here's what's going on. Bend police are investigating a shooting near Drake Park. Police tweeted yesterday afternoon they were working an active crime scene at Northwest Temelo Avenue and Northwest Riverfront Street on Bend's west side near the Galveston Avenue Bridge. Few details have been released, but the department has confirmed to Central Oregon Daily News one person was shot and taken to the hospital. The state has seen its biggest daily jump in COVID cases and deaths since the pandemic began. The Oregon Health Authority reports 47 new virus cases in Central Oregon. St. Charles Health reports 11 patients in the hospital and three in ICU. And the report says there are 20 new COVID-19 deaths in the state for a total of 808. There were 1,225 new confirmed virus cases for a total of 60,873 yesterday. Some interesting technology, a new tool that could alert Oregonians about possible exposure to COVID-19 is getting a test run at Oregon State University. Nearly 5,000 faculty, staff, and students have downloaded Oregon exposure notifications for their smartphone. The app uses Bluetooth technology and anonymously tells other users when someone who was near them tests positive for COVID-19. Supposedly, it does not collect any personal information and does not track a user's location. And in case you haven't heard... Yes, Baby Yoda is now on the International Space Station. Some SpaceX astronauts flew up to join the crew at the International Space Station, brought a Baby Yoda toy with them. On the trip to the space station, they used Baby Yoda as their gravity indicator. Baby Yoda. Very calming. Megan, that's your news. I'm Allie, 1077 The Beat. Allie, where did you get that song? I have never heard that before, but now it's going to be stuck in my head all day. Oh, that's good. Taking a look at your forecast today. I was so distracted by that song. I don't even have the forecast up. Hang on. Hang on. (laughs) Highs today going to be in the mid 40s. Clear skies, sunny. uh, It should be really nice today. Overnight lows tonight in the low 20s. Tomorrow, very similar, maybe a little bit warmer in our afternoon with our highs uh, right around 48. Sunday, mid 40s. Mid 20s are overnight lows. Not too shabby for a weekend in Central Oregon. Currently in Bend, though, however, it is a nice brisk 27. Uh, (laughs) The baby Yoda, it's really, really uh, taking up a lot of space in my mind. Today's weather is brought to you by Pine Tavern. Take a load off and let Pine Tavern do the heavy lifting on Thanksgiving. Head to PineTavern.com for a special takeout-only Thanksgiving menu. The Pine Tavern staff wish you a safe and happy Thanksgiving. PineTavern.com. Baby Yoda. All the hits, 107.7 The Beat. It's Megan, and in the studio with me, my friend Ryan. Thanks so much for being here. Good morning, Megan. Thanks for having me on. 
Oh, I really appreciate you taking some time out of your morning. Plus, I think that uh, we owe your wife, um, my lovely coworker, <laughs> a cake or something. <laughs> yeah, she'd like that. <laughs> <laughs> well, coming up next, Ryan is a smoke jumper. So I've got a lot of inquiries on how you become a smoke jumper and where kind of you started with that. You know, if there's got to be some requirements. You literally can't just jump out of a plane. Well, right. Yeah. Um, no, I started with a Forest Service back in 1994. Um, dating myself there, but, uh, <laughs> yeah, so started, uh, as a, being on a wilderness trail crew and, uh, then, uh, saw the whole fire deal. Um, didn't really understand a whole lot about it, but yeah. after that got, uh, on some smaller fire crews and stuff and, uh, got on a shot crew for a couple of years just to, uh, get some experience so I could go smoke jump cause they like to have, uh, folks, if you can, uh, experience in fire. So all you have to do is come in the training, um, rookie training and uh you know uh, be ready to to have your head on for uh jumping specifically and focus on that yeah okay don't dive any more into it now because we gotta go gotta wait a couple songs before we really get into it there's gotta right. be some rules and regulations that's right all the hits 1077 the beat it's megan and ryan Hello. And we're talking to Ryan about how he's a smoke jumper and it's a very interesting career and kind of a niche market, right? Not everybody can just jump out of a plane and go fight fire. Uh, it's just the best way to get to a fire. So yeah, for sure. Yeah. And uh, it does take some uh, extra training and whatnot, but yeah, definitely possible for, for folks that are willing to put their uh, mind and effort into it. So. so the biggest thing, do you need a college degree to become a smoke jumper? Uh, not necessarily. Um, we do have folks, a lot of our folks do have college degrees, but uh, yeah, uh, mine specifically is in forestry recreation, so it's kind of right down the same path. Yeah. But it's it's not necessary, but uh, yeah, I think uh, the college deal's good to go through anyway. Sure. So, yeah. Okay. So you, because you do have a degree. I do. And it's in forestry? Yes, forestry with a concentration in recreation. Okay. So it kind of started that way, but like, when did you, did you see a smoke jumper and you were like, I want to be that? What was kind of the like moment? No. Uh, like I was saying earlier, when I was... Uh, over in Eastern Oregon, uh, on the Umatilla and, uh, was on a first fire I was ever on. They had a uh, smoke drippers coming in and hotshot cruise as a whole is like a 75 acre fire. So firsthand first fire I was on, uh, you know, I'm the newbie and I'm just figuring things out and see these guys come in and I'm like, wow, that looks awesome. Uh, maybe one of these days I could, I could do that. So it was kind of a, kind of a, a little bit of a dream, but, uh, yeah. Yeah. No. Okay. I feel like not everybody knows what a smoke jumper is. Can you describe your job? Yeah. So we're pretty much an aerial delivered wildland firefighter. So uh, different fire crews are around. You have your, uh, the district crews, which have hand crews. Okay. Um, they have engines and folks on engines, uh, you know, hauling around water and uh, putting water, putting, putting a lot of the smaller fires out, whatnot. Um, we also have uh, local hell attack crews and they repel out of helicopters wow um so but ours is mainly to um get to a fire uh via airplane is within as efficient as we can and uh we jump into remote areas typically um that doesn't exclude other areas that aren't remote but uh mm -hmm. that's kind of our bread and butter sure. so and once that happens uh yeah we get over fire and check out uh, some jump spots and uh, something that makes sense with where the fire is, fire conditions and whatnot, weather, yeah. all that good stuff. And then, uh, yeah, we parachute in 
and uh, pretty much once we get to the ground, we're we're like any normal firefighter. We're just there and we do our thing and uh, yeah. Well, how try to keep uh, something small from getting big. Sure. How many times have you jumped out of an airplane? Um, I, I have. Uh, I believe it's around four hundred jumps. Four hundred. So, so yeah. So, which I mean, for you know, if you talk to the the average person that's out there, like doing jumps, uh, just uh, are you trying I to tell know. me that's a small amount? That's like nothing. Well, to like no, the average that's, person that's jumping, it's what? taken it's taken twenty years to get there. Wow. So, yeah, that's... but uh, yeah, for folks that are like doing jumps out of airports, just sport jumping and stuff, those guys have they get a lot of jumps. Oh, sure. Really quick and uh, yeah. So, but ours is obviously you got to learn on the job pretty fast. So I would imagine so literally learn while falling. (laughs) Right. Yeah. (laughs) Coming up next. Okay, Ryan, I want to ask if you've gained any hobbies during the pandemic. Ooh, boy, that's a tough one. Uh, I'm going to have to think about that one. Okay. Okay. We'll, we'll talk more about it coming up next. All the hits 1077, the beat it's Megan and my guest, Ryan. Hello. (laughs) So Ryan, you had some time to think about it. What's a new hobby that you gained during the pandemic? Uh, I would have to say more family time is a hobby, more or less. Yeah. Uh, Doing a lot more stuff with the with the family at home and, uh, you know, working from home, uh, telework and all that good stuff, uh, more or less helping out being a teacher for kids at home, helping them out with their with their online schooling. It's been uh, pretty interesting because the girls are uh, in what grades? Uh, let's see. So the oldest is in uh, sixth grade mm-hmm. and our youngest is in uh, first grade. Okay. Yeah. So it's pretty hands on. You got to be right there to help. You do. And, uh, yeah, my, uh, wife's better at it than I am for sure. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, I would have to say another hobby would probably be a test in patience oh. as far as that goes, because it is, it takes a lot. So, um, our uh, youngest is in a dual immersion and, uh, so, and it's, Spanish and English at the same time. Okay. And uh, yeah, it's yeah when you when you don't know another language and you're trying to learn it with them and <laughs> there's a lot of uh, translating going on. So oh, yeah, man, so. dual immersion is such a great idea. You know, so neat. But when you have to teach the kids dual immersion when you don't even know it, I can't even imagine. Sure. Yeah, it's it's a whole new ball pick, game. Picking up some <laughs> new Spanish phrases. Uh, yeah, probably can't say it on the air though. So. <laughs> okay. <laughs> few minutes after nine, all the hits, 107.7 The Beat. It's Megan and Ryan. Now I've got another question for you, Ryan. All righty. Ask away. What are two things you wish you never had to do again? Like ever. Ever? Man, so what are we talking about here? Are we talking about uh, stuff that we've eaten or events, experiences? What are we talking about here? I think all of that would work. Just something like you, yeah, something you would never eat again. Maybe a horrible experience. You would never do that again. Sure. I might have to think about a couple options there. I got got a couple of them. Okay, good, good. We're going to hear from Ryan coming up next. All the hits, 107.7 The Beat. It's Megan and Ryan. I've given you some time to think about this. Yes, you have. Okay, the question is, what are two things you wish you never had to do again, like ever? Yeah, ever. Well, um, I don't know. There's, you know, growing up, you're, uh, your parents are cooking you stuff. You know, <laughs> my mom was our was our main cook in the house, and uh, I mean, she was, she was good at it somewhat. So, but uh, <laughs> there's some stuff. Uh, no, she was a good cook, but... Uh, 
overall, there is uh, one recipe, and specifically that uh, my brother and I had a hard time with, and that was uh, uh, famously known as shipwreck. And shipwreck. It, yeah, if you hold your tongue, it's more of what it tasted like. So, oh, so anyway, no. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so it was just a conglomeration of a. Some kind of tomato sauce with carrot is pretty much like a just a really bland stew. Oh, okay. But the steak that she would use is all gristly steak and it's hard to chew and yeah. didn't cook it very long. So I don't know. I wasn't a big fan of cooked carrots at the time or anything. So like there's I'm, I'm cool nothing, now, but nothing good about this shipwreck it, stew. It was just a bunch of vegetables and meat thrown together. And, yeah. and I think what made it was is sauce is everything. Sure. You know, and, uh, yeah, it, and the sauce just wasn't it good. Just where it, the heck did shipwreck yeah. come from? Probably the Midwest. <laughs> <laughs> no, um, yeah, we, uh, yeah, because at the time we were, we grew up in different places, but uh, yeah, it was, uh, it was. You never it, ever want to eat. Shipwreck whenever she again. said shipwreck, if if I would, <laughs> we would try to figure a way to order out because <laughs> you know we we would stall on that one as long as we could. So yeah. Well, it sounds delicious. Um, what's the second thing you wish you never had to do again? Uh, I don't know. I had a pretty serious injury at one time where I, I split one of my toes in half with a double bit axe. What? Like, uh, yeah. So uh, I was on trail crew for five seasons over in Eastern Oregon. Sure. Until, like I was saying earlier. And uh, yeah, we were just going down the trail one day. It was kind of snowy conditions and uh, I was chopping on the underside of this log and um, oh the axe glanced off of the log and pretty much ran up my new pair of boots and uh yeah i split uh, more your toe or less in half. split my toe right in half it was my uh on my right right foot my fourth toe from the left and oh. uh just filleted it right open and oh. didn't even know i'd cut it really until i took my boot off and the sock started turning red so, oh god anyway we're a couple two and a half miles into the uh into the trail system there in the wilderness area, so we had to had to hike out with a sloshy boot, and you know, my crew boss at the time was thank goodness didn't handled it really well and everything. And it's like, hey man, do we need what do we need to do to get you out of here? You know, should we? We and we had hand tools at the time. We yeah. were in wilderness, so we had crosscut saw and sure, obviously an axe and bow saws and all that good stuff. But yeah, obviously an axe. Yeah. Ended up hiking out two and a half two and a half miles in a sloshy toe pretty much leaking you know blood out all the way back oh. down the trail he was more worried about cougars and stuff coming in you know oh great but uh <laughs> yeah so we we hiked at a decent pace and i guess at one point i i tripped on a rock uh-huh and uh and he thought that i was passing out and he's like and he's smaller than than i was oh. and he's like how am i gonna get him out of here if he if he passes out right and so but no we made it it was all all good went to the the Grand Hospital, and yeah. Did you get stitches? Yeah, I had to get stitches, and I got a little uh, token titanium screw to because it split the bone in half. Wow. So I pretty much put a titanium screw in there to to you know keep the bone together. So jeez, I'm glad they have the technology to do that with a titanium screw because it sounds like the only other option would just be like getting rid of the thing. Right. Yeah. Just amputate it. You know. Thank but God. And would... now you have a screw in your toe. Oh yeah, there's a screw in my toe. So. <laughs> I am like still sweating from that story about you splitting your toe in half. I'm I'm glad that your toe's okay. <laughs> 
Yep. Still walking and running. It's all good. (laughs) (laughs) Well, coming up next, a rumor around the block. So uh, Ryan is um, my one of my most amazing coworkers. She's an account manager here at Combined. Her name's Heather. And Heather gave me this heads up. Did I mention that they're married? Did I say that you're you're her husband? I don't think I did. Yeah, I think we're still married. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, Heather gave me a heads up that you're kind of a history buff and that you're pretty darn good with quizzes. Mm, uh, I don't know about that one. Because so. I love a good daily quiz. Oh lordy. But I love I love giving it. I don't love playing the game. I'm so bad. What? Yep. So you, lucky you, are going to play a game that I call Remember That Year. I'm going to play you three sound bites. One is going to be ripped from the headlines one of that year. One is going to be a song that was famous during that year and a movie hmm. that was famous. So okay. how do you feel about it? Well, we'll see. Yeah, ready for it. I believe it, Yeah, especially with that new toe. Let's do it. <laughs> <laughs> Coming up next. All the hits, 107.7 The Beat. It's Megan and Ryan. Hey there. We're playing a Remember That Year quiz. I'm going to play you three sound bites from that year. Are you ready? I think I'm ready. (laughs) This one is ripped from the headlines. We have a bulletin from the Pentagon on the explosion in Beirut at the U.S. Marines barracks. The Pentagon now estimates that 120 American Marines have been killed. Any any ideas what year that was? It was the yeah, that was a long time ago. Attack on Marine Barracks in Beirut. I feel like this is an attack on my age. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm gonna say, I'm gonna say 1981. Pretty darn close. All right, well, this is uh, one of the year's top movies. It's time for Superman 3. You're going to go down in history as the man who killed Superman. This time, Richard Pryor has come to Metropolis. You're going to fool me, mister. Superman 3. There it is. Superman 3, huh? Yep. I'll play you the last and final clue, and then you can make your really big guess. All right. Okay? The, yeah. the last and final clue is a classic song from the year. You're looking a little concerned. All of those actually made your face make this like, I just don't know. Is that really how you feel? I think that you've got this. Your wife said you were a hip history buff. I'm, I'm just thinking that's all. You got to <laughs> do that to think. Uh, you recognize the last song? Well, it's, yeah. Family Man by yeah. Daryl Hall and John Oates, I believe. Yes. So, yeah, see, there you go. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm going to say in there all in the same year. Yep. Okay. Uh, let's go with 83. Ryan, hit that bell. Heather was right. You're such a hit. Yes. Buff. <laughs> That's right. All the hits, 107.7 The Beat. It's Megan and Ryan. And I can't believe that we've made it this far into the show without talking about the present that you brought me this morning. Yeah. What'd you think about that present? Well, I think that it's kind of a surprise yeah. and, um, it's probably the biggest I've ever seen of its kind. Oh. Yeah, well, that's that's what happens sometimes uh, with squash. (laughs) So Ryan brought me a, I think it's a, is it a butternut squash? I believe it is butternut, a very big butternut squash. These butternut squashes are really difficult to uh, cut. Yeah, one one might get excited in cutting the squash. And also, how long do you think this thing is? 12 inches probably. It's huge. Uh, 
I would imagine my measurements different than yours. So. Did you grow this in your garden? Uh, nope. We got it out of our fresh food bag that uh, we get. I think it's on a weekly by weekly basis or something like so, that. So. so what gave you the idea when you saw this that you were like, you know what? Megan needs this. Well, you know, with the holidays coming up, Thanksgiving, figured that uh, you like squash. And, you know, <laughs> we figured we'd, we'd give you a gift of squash. <laughs> this thing is also so heavy. It's got to be like five pounds at least. Yeah, I believe it's uh, 5.2 pounds. <laughs> <laughs> Chris Brown and Drake, no guidance. All the hits, 1077, the beat. It has felt like we haven't had any guidance in this show. Ryan's bought me a, brought me a massive squash that looks like a lot of other things besides a squash. And <laughs> it's cracking me up left and right. I should post this to our Instagram. Um, Ryan, thanks so much for being here today. What are you What are you up to today? Well, thanks for having me on. And uh, yeah, um, we're just uh, hanging out today. Kids got, got class, so uh, they're at home doing their thing. And... Uh, yeah, once I get that done, I might, uh, I don't know, probably go get some energy out somewhere, go for a run or something. Oh, good. I yeah. know. I think the weather's going to be nice. Also, can you imagine that it's, we're literally less than a week away from Thanksgiving? I know. Isn't that crazy? And we're, yeah. Yeah, just with everything going on, too. I, I was at the grocery store the other day, and we left with a 16-pound turkey because <laughs> that's all our deep fryer hold. Mm -hmm. But uh, I don't know. Almost felt like we were being watched or something. And <laughs> somebody's keeping tabs on us. So how many don't people? worry. We like leftovers. Yeah. How much are you going to have yeah, your exactly. party? Well, it's funny. Ron down the hall, he was like, I, I'm thinking about returning my 20 pound turkey and getting two tens for the same idea. He's like, I, I think somebody's going to catch me. <laughs> there you go. That's, that's one way to mitigate it. Sure. It is for sure. Well, thanks so much, Ryan, for being here. Uh, this is the time where we say goodbye. But if you happen to miss Ryan, you know, he's this awesome smoke jumper. And right at the beginning of the show, we talked about um, how you become a smoke jumper. So you can tune into the podcast and listen to Ryan hanging out with me. The podcast is Megan in the Morning. You can find it on all the po podcast platforms like Spotify and Google and iTunes. Ryan, I really hope you come back and join me again sometime. Yeah, let's do this again. This is fun. Have a great day. See ya. See ya. Thanks for listening to the Megan in the Morning podcast. Catch the show live weekdays from 6 to 10 on 1077 The Beat.